everybody, my name is Kyla. Welcome to my channel where I talk about the stock market and the economy amongst other things. Today, we're going to talk about communication and the banking crisis. I was also on Marketplace this week. Always such a joy. Always really enjoy going on there. And I'm also writing a book. So I've been writing a book for a couple months now. Yeah, so it'll be out in February of next year. Super excited. The whole goal is for it to be a really accessible economics explainer. So when you wake up and you hear that the Fed is raised by 25 basis points, you're like, what does that mean? The goal is to help explain that aspect and just really, you know, have an illustrated fun guide to the economy, something that we're all a part of for better or for worse. But let's talk about the banks. <laughs> One thing that has been a big question for <clears throat> a lot of people lately is the question of deposit insurance and even just the concept of money. I talked about the concept of money in a previous video and it's just a very weird thing because like everyone is a little confused on how it gets created and there isn't a consensus really on how it gets created. The big questions are what does it mean that SVB got technically bailed out? Are all the banks going to be implicitly bailed out now? Whose deposits are okay? What is the point of the banking system if everything is insulated? And the biggest question of them all is money safe, right? So if you're able to put your money in a bank, does that mean it's going to be okay? And that gets into this really funky space of like, what is money? Because of course, there's a lot of views on how money circulates, whether or not bank deposits are government money, and why there are these behemoths that are banks that can take public goods and money and be mad silly with risk taking for private profit. And of course, people start yelling at you at this point, you know, the entire economy is built on a fractional reserve banking system, money is created through lending, your checking account is the liability of the bank, and all of that's true, and it doesn't make any of this any less weird. Banking is somewhat of a franchise agreement in which the government says, hello, banks, you can earn big bucks by distributing the resource of money to the public on behalf of us, the government, and the public will believe in you because we believe in you. And of course, banks don't make that much money, but it, they make a little bit of money. And this is a pretty sweet model, theoretically, you know, but banks are dumb sometimes. They wreak mass havoc when they do fail, as we saw with SVB. And the mess can become a crisis of confidence, which is how things get really bad. If people are like, I don't believe in banks, we get bank runs. Bank runs are very bad because the economic system more or less hinges on the confidence that people have in the banking system. The money that the banks hold deposits must be perceived as safe because we use them as money and is really essential to all economic transactions. The So I'm still trying to figure out the lighting and like where I should sit in this apartment, but the lighting makes me look like I have such an intense butt chin and I promise it's not that intense. <laughs> I'm very self-conscious about it right now. But people, you know, get a little bit freaked out. And so right now people are freaked out of course like depositors moving around that has led to consolidation which is the sister crisis to contagion in my opinion when people get freaked out they go and put their money in big banks because everyone is like well jp morgan certainly will be the best place for me to have my money they're very safe they're very big and almost reflexively that mindset and deposit flow ultimately makes jp morgan too big to fail going back to that big sentence during the 2008 crisis depositors end up going there because they know it's safe that creates a problem because then you have all these small and mid-sized banks that are experiencing deposit outflows. Community banks serve a really important role in the localities that they serve, and if we see money flow out of those places, it contributes to the credit crunch that is already happening due to people freaking out. So we end up creating like this big old goblin bank, uh, which are inherently backstopped by the government as systematically important, which brings up a bunch of other questions like, are they government banks, right? Like if, if a bank is systematically important, does that mean it's a government bank? I'm going to butcher her name, but so, so all 
Almorova went on, on, I'm sorry about that. She went on all lots. I should know how to say it based, I listened to the podcast, but so she was talking about what it looks like when they're conducting private risks to make more money on money, the problems that we have when they reach goblin level and managing the issues that arise when people get freaked out, like what happened with SVB. She proposes a model in which deposit accounts would be the federal government's responsibility via public checking accounts, but the banks could go into things like CDs or money market funds as a way to make money, right, to be a bank. The main goal would be to limit the incentives of the banks to abuse a public subsidy. The whole episode is really good and contains much more nuance than I laid out here, and you should definitely go and listen to it. But the general idea is that, you know, have some sort of public checking account with the opportunities for the banks to make money through various financial instruments. That would be good and maybe limit the goblin activities of the banks. But of course, that like is weird within the concept of money and like it's a very hotly debated topic on what is money? Should money be a public monopoly? Should it be owned by the government? How much of a role should the government play in the banking system? As Nathan Takis highlights, he's done a lot of really good work on this for a long time. It's ultimately a conversation about the role of the bank charter, the FDIC, and the Fed in bank money creation versus the theoretical discipline of uninsured depositors. Then it's like, well, where are we on the spectrum? Are the bank deposits government money considering the implicit role that the government could, should have in insuring them beyond 250K? Because ultimately the government is currently giving the banks the most valuable asset of all, which is confidence. I know I would love to have some more confidence. Imagine if the government was backstabbing you with inherent confidence. There's the inherent expectation that regulation will step up and soothe the cries of the banks when they stub their little toes on coffee tables. Matt Levine wrote about this a few days ago. The confidence trick, the multiple equilibria where trust in banks makes them trustworthy and distrust in banks makes them fail. Bankers and bank regulators tend not to talk in these terms, in part because they tend to take a more practical view of what they are doing each day, but also because it, talking about it ruins the magic. But they know it in their bones. At a deep level, they understand that they are creatures of social confidence and that preserving that confidence is their most important job. It's all about confidence. That's why the FDIC, Treasury, and the Fed all went like massive Power Rangers mode to save Silicon Valley Bank, Silicon Valley Bank. There was an FT article from Sheila Blair, the former chair of the FDIC, on how wacky it was for all of those entities to come out guns a-blazing to save these like relatively in unimportant banks. A combined assets of 300 billion, these two banks represent a minuscule part of US's $23 trillion banking system. Is that system really so fragile that it can absorb some of a small haircut on banks' uninsured deposits? If it is safe and resilient, as we've been constantly assured by the government, then the regulators move sets dangerous expectation for future bailouts. It's all about confidence, it's all about vibes. And she continues, the mere fact that regulators designated two mid-sized banks as systemic implies that they think the system is fragile. My instinct tells me that most regional community banks are basically sound. The main thing that we have to fear is fear itself cascading into bank runs that will force otherwise healthy banks to collapse. And finally, she says, she writes, the government needs to be very careful in its communication, lest its own overreaction causes the very deposit runs it wants to avoid. That's like the key point. The mechanics of banking regulation is big and, and complicated and confusing, but the main thing is that they have to have this foundation of confidence, and that comes from communication. And we had sort of a messy communication situation yesterday with Yellen testifying before Congress, right as Powell was giving his FOMC presser, terrible timing. They both said seemingly two very contradictory things. It sounded like Powell was like, hey, everybody, good vibes. Deposits are safe and snuggled in our arms. Whereas Yellen was like, actually, we're throwing your monies into the jaw of hell. Yellen said, we are not considering insuring all uninsured bank deposits. And Powell said, depositors should assume their deposits are safe. That sounds like essentially they're saying two opposite things, but they were actually talking about very different things. Yellen was addressing FDIC insurance, saying that they're not going to raise it up 
above 250k. Whereas Powell was talking about how they could save the banks through different term facilities like the BTFP and helping to protect banks that way. You know, yikes, right? Like that's super confusing. And the only way that you would know it's not confusing is if you were very well read on, on what they were both talking about or, you know, had context, I suppose. As both Kai and Joy pointed out, they're trying to talk about both sides of the coin and appease everybody by saying things that are ultimately very fuzzy to hedge any freakouts. But communication is key to preventing a crisis, to make the vibes, so to speak. And it's clear that the vibes are not being maintained in the current model. People are spooked, rightly so. There needs to be some sort of implementation of technology, a dashboard for bank solvency, for example, that can soothe beyond the double speak that policymakers are doing in an attempt to appease. I also think we need to see some more social media from big banks on what they're doing and how things are moving and grooving. If SVB taught us anything, is that if you scream loud enough, a fire will start. The only way to hedge against that is to scream back. And talking about weird things makes them less weird. Talking about weird things is also the first step to reinventing them, to making them better as Omarova and so many others have been working on. One of my favorite authors is Matt Haig, and he writes, oh, it's so beautiful. He writes about the human experience uh, in a really like painful way. He doesn't shy away from exploring the depths of emotions and notes on a nervous planet. He writes, if everyone is getting out of bed too early to work 12 hour days in jobs that they hate, then why question it? If everyone is worrying about their looks, then worrying about our looks is what we should be doing. If everyone is maxing out their credit cards to pay for things they don't really need, then it can't be a problem. If the whole planet is having a collective breakdown, then unhealthy behavior fits right in. When normality becomes madness, the only way to find sanity is by daring to be different or daring to be the you that exists beyond all the physical clutter and mind debris of modern existence. Thanks so much for hanging out. Thanks so much for spending time with me. I'll have more information on the book very soon. I'm very excited and thank you all for just being on the journey. It's been a blast and uh, communication is key. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. I hope you're doing okay out there. Talk to you very soon.